First thing I've ever hosted in LA. So yeah, thank you for sharing it with me. This is gonna be a lot of fun. We got a great show for you guys. You guys pumped up to be here? Yeah. Nice. Is anybody here with family? Oh, you are. Welcome. Who's the family? Oh, she's sitting pretty far. She's really, she's really body languaging away, real hard. Have you guys been to a show together before? Cool. Good for you. It's very brave. I think it's, you know, I have a lot of respect when people go to a comedy show with family because people laugh at what they relate to. So you're putting yourself in a situation to learn what your family relates to and that could be quite petrifying because a comedian could come out and be like, exclusively anal. And then you look over and like your uncle's like, ah, I didn't want to know that. Comedians could say anything. Someone's just like, who's getting fucked tonight? You hear rustling in the back and then grandmother's like, whoop, 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 whoop. I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to know. The first time I ever hosted a show, I was trying to get everybody to loosen up as you do. And uh, I did a stock line. I said, hey, anyone in the closet here tonight? Tonight's your big night. <laughs> and it's fun to do because usually guys kind of tense up. Like, oh, don't flinch, don't flinch. <laughs> Tommy flinched, Tommy's gay. Ah. <laughs> But I did it the first time I was hosting. I said, anyone in the closet? Tonight's your big night. And then a girl raised her hand. I was like, oh no, I'm not actually equipped to facilitate this interaction. Like, put your hand down, go back in. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to tell you. Is anybody visiting from outside of LA? Nice, where are you coming in from? Nashville. Nashville, what brought you to Los Angeles? Music. Yeah, Los Angeles is a Tricky place to do crowd work, isn't it? Yep, yep. Uh, I want to be a big star, but like, okay, you're not the only one. Fuck. Anybody else? Yes, we are all here for a blog. Cool. Well, welcome, 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 welcome. I myself grew up in a tiny town, about uh, 800 people. Like we had one police officer, this guy Scott. Nice guy. Then I moved to New York, and everyone was like, "Fuck the police." I was like, "You guys don't like Scott?" <laughs> I love that guy. It's tough to be a cop in a small town too because like everybody knows everything. He pulled me over one time. He goes, Emma, you're speeding. I have to give you a ticket. I was like, Scott, I understand. How's your mistress? He's like, you're good to go. I'm like, bye. <laughs> bye, Scott. Is anybody here on like a first date or anything? What about like a last date? <laughs> Nothing? I'm recently single. I was in a relationship for a long time. We just broke up. Yeah, it's gonna be, you know, back in the market. Trying to do Tinder, but I'm dyslexic as fuck, so it's gonna be brutal. Just swiping catastrophes. It's a mess. I was reminiscing about first crushes. My first crush was Nala from The Lion King. You guys remember Nala? Ah, oh, I loved her. I was so into it. I was like, Love Nala, but I was embarrassed. I said, oh no, I like Nala, not Simba. Simba's the boy lion. I should like Simba. My sister goes, I don't think you should be sexually attracted to animals. I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, she's the smart one for sure. But I was telling my guy friend this, and he goes, uh, you like Nala? Everyone did. I used to want to fuck that chubby teapot from Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> Mrs. Potts? <laughs> I was like, yeah, you gotta keep that stuff to yourself, honestly, that was too much. Then I met his girlfriend, I was like, nice, very short and stout, good job. Dreams do come true. I love listening to people talk about their celebrity crushes because they'll give reasons why they're not together. It's very weird. Celebrity plays such a weird role in our lives. Like my friend goes, I love Brad Pitt, but I'd never date him because you know, he has too many kids. Oh, is that why you guys aren't working out? You and Brad Pitt, okay, no problem. How do you guys know each other? You. We're friends. You're friends. Nice. No feelings? I felt so much warm feelings for her. 
Oh, that's not, are you both gay? No, no. Just you, I was gonna say, but then I didn't want to out anyone when they didn't know anything, and that'd be a real goddamn catastrophe. They just him be like, no, you fucking, I'm like, oh, all right. Being gay is a whole thing. I mean, it's, you know, it's a thing. It's definitely a fucking thing, that's for sure. It's a thing. It's a thing. At best, it's a thing. Like, I'm always thinking about it as a thing. Like, I'll always be like, oh no, do I look too gay? That's something I'll think about. I get very stressed. I go in to get a haircut. I go, my hair's short, but don't make me look too gay. They go, what does that mean? I go, you know what the fuck it means. You know what that means. It's a thing. I used to always be like, ah, oh, I don't want to say I'm gay on stage. Isolate anybody. But then I thought, well, I don't want people to think I'm an awkward looking straight girl. You know, that'd be weird if I was like, guys, I'm having problems with men. You'd be like, yeah, I'd fucking hope so. <laughs> or imagine I wasn't having problems with men and I was like, honestly, I'm like crushing that dick. <laughs> crushing it. Is that a saying? I don't even know. I'm just trying to relate. Crushing that dick. I don't know. I love men though. I get along great with guys. I'll stand up for guys even when they're being dirtbags because some sick part of me understands. Like a female friend of mine walked out on a date because a guy glanced at her breasts. And I actually had to say, look, he's trying to let you know he's normal. We live in a, your dad just nodded, by the way. <laughs> yeah, we're bringing it all back around. He just went, he literally just went. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she said, I walked on that date, he glanced at my breast, he's a creep. I was like, no, he's trying to let you know he's normal. He's trying to say I'm still in the breast. We live in a twisted day and age. The guy who's a creep is the guy that makes dead eye contact the whole night. That guy's a fucking psycho. He's just not in the breast anymore. He's making eye contact for three hours, like, I wanna fuck your forehead. So yeah, keep on talking, like, you better pray. So I try to be understanding, you know, of all the perspectives. <laughs> How do you guys know each other? You look like a model. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that. No problem. <laughs> How do you guys know each other? Friends. Friends. Nice. Nashville. Oh, you're all from Nashville? What do you think of like LA? Is it crazy for you? I mean, kinda. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of singing do you do? Pop. Pop music? Who's your favorite pop musician? Right now? Yeah. Logic. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> What does he sing? Rap. Awesome. That's my, I really know nothing. I mean, I have fabricated an entire life out of knowing nothing. I'm an idiot. I mean, the other day, I confused fracking and sharding. Sometimes people be like, why don't you talk more about politics? I'm like, trust me, you don't want me to weigh in on that. Trust me, someone flash cut to someone be like, Emma, what do you think about fracking in Argentina? I knew I didn't know, but I didn't know by like how much. So I was like, fracking Argentina, I don't really think about it, you know? And they were like, it's a pretty big issue. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I guess it would have to do with their diet, I guess. <laughs> have you ever said something so dumb that someone can't even guess what you're talking about? <laughs> can't even guess. They can't even go there with their brain because they have a brain, so they can't, even, they can't even imagine. This person caught me, he goes, wait, you think because they're not getting enough nutrients, it's affecting the way they view their socioeconomic policies? I was like, yeah, that's what I was getting at, actually. Yeah, that was. <laughs> Fracking and sharding. That's cool that your dad's like open enough to bring you to a, you guys have like a pretty open relationship. It does bring people, hey, clap it up for that. Yeah! It does bring people together. My mom fucking hates comedy though, so it doesn't bring, does not bring us together. She's like super waspy, like she laughs like this, she goes. <laughs> but she's weirdly progressive, like the woman, she's like super progressive, but a mom, like progressive but proper, that's what she's like. Like, the first time I was ever with someone that wanted me to hit them in the face sexually, I called my mom. I go, mom, this girl wants me to hit her in the face. My mom goes, oh, on a Tuesday? On a Tuesday at 6 p.m.? What's gonna happen on Friday at 10 p.m.? You need to get out of there. I was like, that's some good goddamn advice. Yeah, that's some good advice. 6 p.m. is just rude. It is rude. 
she doesn't always give me good advice. So like I had a hard time in high school. I remember I came home one day, I go, I can't take it anymore, I'm gonna kill myself. And she went, not in the house. <laughs> not in the house. I was just like an angry kid. I think part of it was like, I, I, I used to be a fat kid and I hesitate to say, say that because people always ask me how fat. <laughs> I say I used to be fat, they go, how fat? Oh. I have to prove it. And then I show them a picture, they go, oh, very fat. <laughs> very fat. You know what sucks about being overweight? Pants shopping. Because clothing stores are so inconsiderate, they always put the biggest pair of pants at the bottom of the pile. It's rude. It's rude. You have to dig through everything you want to be to get to what you are. Ooh, where's the humanity? You're just digging like, no, no, no. Man, fuck these pants. What they should do is have the biggest pair of pants in the private pile in a private room with a cookie in the pocket. Like, yeah. <laughs> walk right in like I'm here for the cookie they're like it's in the back thank you I've been uh, on a real health kick trying like I cut back on drinking a lot major cut back and this was my this was what did it for me I was home and I heard my roommate yell from the other room she goes oh did you poop in the floor and I had to think about it <laughs> I had to really like assess the situation. So I thought about it and then finally I was like, no. Uh, no, I didn't poop on the floor. She goes, cool, Emma, I was talking to the dog. <laughs> I stuck my head out, her and the dog were looking at me like, you gotta get your life together. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Then you guys have dogs? Yeah, yeah? Do, you, do you do the baby voice to the dog? Yeah. Yes, everyone yeah. does, I figured out why. Because people say weird stuff to their dogs, so they have to cute it up. I've heard my friend go, I'm gonna chew your little face off. It gets weird. I'm gonna chew your little butt and chew your little throat. Imagine if they didn't cute it up, you'd be like, get away from the dog, Jeffrey Dahmer, you're creeping me out. I think when they think that they're talking in the baby voice like humans can't understand them, she said right in front of me, just, I'm standing right here. She looks at me, then looks at the dog and goes, Mommy's not gonna be able to pay rent this month. <laughs> That's my roommate. So I was like, hey, do you wanna talk to me about anything? <laughs> Mommy's gonna get evicted. <laughs> she left, I had no choice but to confront the dog. I'm looking at it like, all right, why can't she pay rent? Also, the other day, I pooped on the floor. I blamed it on you, I apologize, I have a problem. Yeah. All right, are you guys ready to get the show started? Yay! We're gonna have a great time. We got an awesome lineup. I can't think of a better way to kick it off than this guy. He's my buddy. We went to rivalry high schools. He's also from Maine. He has a great show at the Virgil on Thursdays. Please clap it up for the wonderful Brian Cook. Keep it going, yeah. Brian. Yeah. Emma Willman, one more time. She's a goddamn delight. You guys are fun. Uh, I've, I've lived in Los Angeles, California for five years to the day, to the day. That is exactly the reaction I expected. Mostly people stared at the floor and thought about how their rent is two days late. I, this is what I've noticed so far living here for five years is that this is the only place where all of your friends are broke but still don't have time to hang out. Isn't that supposed to be the advantage of drunk, drunk friends? I just said drunk friends instead of broke friends. What's the goddamn difference? Also, the only place I've ever lived where people will put their apartment on Airbnb and then not go anywhere. Just stay in town. Ride it out till they can pay the rent again and then throw out those weird guys from Germany. Uh, so far, my biggest accomplishment for living here for five years is that I am a hammock owner. Thank you. Do we have any uh, fellow hammock owners in the house tonight? Who's got a hammy at home? Who's got a big old John Hammock sitting there? On their None of you? Fucking losers? Get a hammock, man. Oh, hammocks are great. Better than a hot tub. I know, edgy shit. I'm going on record. This is a podcast. This is a legal record I'm going on right now. Hammocks, better than hot tubs. And I can tell you why. If you sit in a hot tub for six hours, you will wind up in the emergency room. If you lay in a hammock for six hours, you will forgive your dad. And they're like 80 bucks on Groupon. You should get one. You should all get one. 
Put it indoors like that weird dorm that no one had that's in every movie, you know? I think this is the year I start doing drugs. Give it up for drugs. I'm 39 years old. You're not supposed to say that in Hollywood. I'll be 40 in a couple of months. I got to get in under the wire. You can't start drugs in your 40s. That's some like weird divorced dad shit. I got to start now while I'm still a cool teen. Not some narc at the party, you know? I'm going to start with weed because marijuana is a gateway drug. If you don't believe that marijuana is a gateway drug, you've never met anyone who's done two drugs. Listen, the Republicans are wrong about everything else. Let's give them marijuana as a gateway drug. I'm not saying that everyone who does marijuana moves on to cocaine, but 100% of cocaine users started with marijuana. Let's stop lying to ourselves. If we have any holdouts, if you don't believe me, here's a story you've never heard about someone's first drug experience. Oh, me, I was about 15, 16 years old. I was over at my buddy Kevin's house. We were going through his dad's sock drawer trying to find porno, you know? And we didn't find any porno, but we did find poppers. We just butt-fucked all day. That was my first drug experience. How about yours? Oh, me, I was about 18, 19 years old. You know, I was uh, going to one of those laser Pink Floyd shows at a planetarium. My buddy got there, and he was like, hey, I brought a little something. And uh, he had ether. So we just sat in the back row and yelled at bats. That was my first drug experience. What was yours? Oh, me, I was a sophomore in college. I was about 19 years old. I was going to see Fish. You know that shitty band, Fish? I was going to see them, and my buddy Kevin was like, well, if we're going to go see Fish, we're going to stop by Bob's place. And I was like, I know what that means. So we stopped by Bob's place, and Kevin comes out with a nickel bag of PCP. We did not see Fish that day. But I did fist fight a police horse. And then moved on to the mellow high of marijuana after that. No, everyone starts with weed, and then we move on to other drugs, and we all die and go to hell. That's how it works, 100% of the time. Uh, I, uh, I think I've aged out of bachelor parties being fun. Or else we were all just lied to by big bachelor party. Like, I've never been... <laughs> To a good, I've been, okay, first of all, I've only been to three. I haven't done a ton of research. I don't have a lot of friends. I went to one, like, right out of college. That's like peak bachelor party. That's when it's supposed to be cool, right? You know what we did? We went to see uh, female jazz vocalist Diana Krall. That was number one. That was my entree into the bachelor party world. My second uh, bachelor party experience was in Denver, Colorado, and we went to see burlesque. That was the correct response. I'd already seen half a tit, did not need to go. To, my third bachelor party experience was only a couple of weeks back, and uh, it was this dude who's like 42, and we went to wineries in Temecula. I have been to three bachelorette parties, three all-male bachelorette parties. It was a fucking, by the way, I don't know if you know this or not, wine sucks. You know it's just grapes, right? You need more than one ingredient in a dish to impress me. Are you guys on board with wine? <laughs> Here's the other thing I learned about uh, wineries is that all of them have like a sad 40-year-old dude whose band never made it and he sits there on a Sunday afternoon and just plays solo guitar. <laughs> And I know what you're wondering, does he have a wife who sits at the closest possible table to him, all alone, just drinking by herself and wondering what else she could have done, not just with that afternoon, but with the rest of her life? It is the saddest, does he know any Seeger? No, he does not. Does this audience know any Seeger? No, they do not. Next time I do UCB, I will say Demi Lovato. Uh, I, uh, I think my favorite thing of 2017 so far has been watching liberals throw punches for the first time. <laughs> On camera, no less. Oh, that shit's adorable. Here's a little advice before you go out and th throw fists on the internet. Maybe go a couple rounds with a heavy bag in the garage, all right? You are not camera ready if you start fighting at 32. That's not how it fucking works. I got into the game in sixth grade. I beat the shit out of one school bully. I retired with a perfect record against 12-year-olds. But all this Nazi shit has me thinking about getting back into it. But I am going to start with 12-year-olds. Work my way up. 
here's the thing, man. I get it. Everyone like is sort of on the fence about whether violence is okay against Nazis, which is a weird thing to ask if you've ever met one. I I get it. I understand violence against Nazis. I get wanting to go out there and throw fists at them. Liberals, your hearts are in the right place. Your thumbs are not. They go outside the fist 100% of the time. If I can leave you with no other advice tonight, it's that. Thank you. I've been Brian Cook. Clap your hands for Emma Wellman. All right, have another hand for Brian Cook. Yeah. All right, you guys ready for next comic? Good answer. Your next comedian is from Ireland. She is Irish. Please clap it up for the very funny Ashling B. Here she is. Very funny. Nice. You guys feeling good? Nice. That was so nice. She was so funny. That was great. Isn't it, it, seeing good comedy isn't such a nice thing. Like, ah. <laughs> I'm gonna say this real quick. Uh, I miss 90s boy bands like a lot. I miss them. Because boy bands now, like they're just too perfect. Like every member can sing and dance and they're all cute. I miss the 90s where I was like, one member can sing, one member can dance, one member's cute, and then there were like the others, you know? <laughs> Like Joey Fatone, who the fuck was that guy? <laughs> who was that? What was it? He was in the boy group. It was the best of the best. It was inspiring though. It's like, oh, he's in the group. I can go to grad school. Like this is good. <laughs> kind of sexist though, because like they'd never have a Joey Fatone equivalent in a girl group. No way. Like imagine like this wouldn't happen. Hey, what spice girl's that? Oh, it's Pizza Maker Spice. Yeah. <laughs> she makes the pizza. They keep her around. <laughs> Just what's on my mind. Are right, you guys ready for the next comic? Yeah. Yay! This comedian is very, very funny. She's based out of Los Angeles. Please clap it up for Mary Sasson. Here she is. Oh, hello. How are you guys all doing tonight? Good. Super. Uh, my name is Mary Sasson. Um, I'll start off by telling you my classic icebreaker. Um, and that is that I have seven siblings. Um, and when I tell people that, they always kind of ask me the same questions. Uh, the first question is always, without fail, oh, are you Catholic? <laughs> My name is Mary Patricia Bernadette Sasson. <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, something people ask a lot is why. Why did your parents do that? Short answer, they're dumb. Longer answer, I don't know, I wasn't part of that think tank. <laughs> um, the last thing people will ask me a lot, and this one always stumps me, people will say seven siblings. How do you remember all their names? <laughs> to which I want to say, do you know seven people? <laughs> and if you live with those seven people, would that help you out? <laughs> and what if, just in this hypothetical situation, those seven people all had the same last name? <laughs> Your last name. Would that help you out? I'm telling you it would. Um, I am the sixth of eight, so like by the time I was born, uh, the band was already like objectively too big. <laughs> so I don't know what it's like to live in like a small family. Um, is anybody here an only child? A couple shy people. Um, I get that. <laughs> um, I think that like morally you should have at least two kids or no kids. Because, I'm so sorry, um, by the nature of being a parent, you're gonna be a lunatic because you're a human. And I think you need like one other person to look at and be like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> and I think in some cosmic sense, like my parents are like fucking insane. And so like, I don't know if I believe in God, but somebody gave me seven witnesses. <laughs> one time my dad stole my mom's purse and then he was running down our front lawn and his pants fell down. And it was nice to have a couple other eyes on that. <laughs> Cause otherwise that's rattling around in the brain for me to think about too much. Um, my parents had eight kids and then they got divorced and people are like, that's insane. Is it? Or does nothing make more sense? <laughs> Is nothing more logical than two people, again, had objectively too many kids and then they were like, I fucking hate you. Sometimes I wonder like, if on their honeymoon they just were like, laying in bed and were just like, hey, hey, you wanna make things tough? Like, too tough. 
Let's have more kids than we can handle. Okay? Um, I, uh, my parents are divorced, but I got engaged this year. Thank you, thank you. Um, I love when I tell people I'm engaged and they say, congratulations! Um, all you have to do to get engaged is trick one idiot. <laughs> you just have to trick one person into thinking this is worth it. <laughs> um, I got engaged. Um, I like being engaged. It feels like being a junior astronaut. Like, none of this is real yet. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Put me in a space suit and take a picture of me. Um, getting married is the part that is crazy. Um, the only thing I don't like about being engaged is the word fiance is so fucking obnoxious. <laughs> It's an obnoxious smug word, and if you are around someone who knows you're engaged, and if I say, oh, my boyfriend said, they'll go, don't you mean your fiance? Your fiance? Mary, don't you mean your fiance? Yes, my fiance, thank you. Um, we got engaged in Denver, and a fun thing about Denver, if you don't know it, is it's part of the state of Calif Colorado. I almost messed up, but I didn't. Um, it's part of the state of Colorado, which makes weed legal, and they get handed out like candy, and often it is candy. And he proposed on the last day of our trip. We texted our family members, and then we ate all our edibles because we were gonna fly into the sky. And there's two things I didn't realize. One is that if you text your family you got engaged, they call you. <laughs> and the second thing is if you're trying to seem not high, you sound like you got kidnapped. <laughs> so I'm walking around the Denver airport and my family keeps calling me and they're like, oh my God, I was excited! And I'm like, yes. We're all very happy. <laughs> and nobody is mad. <laughs> like, I think they probably were like, oh no, she got taken. <laughs> um, I was on a run the other day and I saw a sign uh, for a lost bird and I wanted to call and say, hi, I'm calling with lost bird. Um, yeah, it's gone. <laughs> it's gone and it's not coming back. Um, I don't know if like your son was like, Daddy, we gotta do something to find this bird! And you're like, fine, we'll make a fucking poster, I don't know. <laughs> but you're giving him lost hope because you can't catch a bird. If you could catch a bird, that's all I'd be doing. <laughs> if you could catch a bird, every single gift I had to give would be a bird. <laughs> if you had a birthday, I'd get you a bird. If you had a baby, I'd get you a baby bird. If you got out of jail, I'd get you a bird and we'd let it go together and I'd be like, that's a beautiful metaphor. You can't catch a bird because when you lose a dog or a cat, you're working in two dimensions. When you lose a bird, you add a third fucking dimension, it's the sky. You can't catch a bird because if I'm walking down the street and I see a dog without a leash on, I scan the area to look for the owner. I've never seen a bird and thought, that bird might be lost. <laughs> I gotta make sure that bird goes home. Um, do you guys ever notice that when you're home, like back at your family, with your family, you like kind of regress into childhood again? Yeah, a couple of you guys. Um, other people are like, I've got no family. <laughs> um, and if you don't, I'm sorry, because that's tough. Um, I dug myself into that one. Um, <laughs> I was home recently uh, for Christmas and I called my mom and I was like, hey mom, what's for dinner? And, cause I'm 30, but like if I'm home, she's for sure making me dinner. And I'm on the phone with her and she goes, well I was thinking about meatloaf. And in the background I hear, meatloaf, mom, you said tacos! Mom, not meatloaf, tacos! Why is it meatloaf, you promised tacos! I want tacos, mom! And that is my 37 year old brother with three kids. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Have another hand for Yay! Great. Cool. Okay, pop music. Do you write your own songs? <laughs> you give us Maybe a taste? Oh, yeah? Are you guys pop musicians, too? You're in a boy band, aren't you? No. You want to start one? 
<laughs> Me and you, let's fucking do it. New twists on the same old thing. I'm down to try, gender's complicated. I took a gender identity quiz, actually. There's, uh, you know, they're out there, I took it. I'm a chicken nugget, apparently. Willing to work on it. It's tough. I am lucky that my mom is so accepting. Like when I told her I was gay, she made me a fruit cake, and that was nice. It was nice. She's open. It's fruity, like your people. Do you get it? <laughs> my dad's pretty conservative, though. He is. He's he's a conservative guy. You know, he doesn't say anything he thinks will get him in trouble. Like he doesn't say anything he thinks is like politically incorrect, whatever that means. Like. Uh, if he's trying to describe something. My friend is Korean and he's gay. And my dad couldn't handle it. He was like, so your friend's, uh, he's both, he's, uh, and he's, um, mm, mm, mm. he's, uh, and he's from. Mm, mm. I was like, have Parkinson's? They're like, no, you know. <laughs> Someone tried to set me up the other day, which I appreciated, it was nice, you know, it was nice of them, but they tried to set me up with the, uh, I don't know the right way to describe it. They tried to set me up with like a, uh, a tank, you know, like they tried to set me up with like a, whoa! I respect that, but it was a lot. They're like, Emma, what about, I look over right on cue, this girl goes, what's up? Nothing's up. I'm just over here trying to crush that dick. What's up with you? <laughs> Why are you stopping so much? I'm like, what's up? But that girl became my friend. She's my good friend, Gail. She's great. You know, she's funny. Always stomping around. She's always on. She does things that guys could never get away with. She's always, she's so blunt. She's always just like, what's the situation? Because we got to meet chicks. Right now, me and you. Chicks, chicks, chicks. Why are we not meeting tricks? We're at a funeral right now. It's your grandmother's. Vulnerability, dude. We gotta capitalize tricks. I'm going in. And she is always going in. She does great. She does great with women. That's why when guy friends think they want to have threesomes, I'm like, listen, from the bottom of my heart, you need to figure out what kind of girl your girlfriend likes because you don't want to get stuck with... What's up? You don't want that. You don't want Gail outside your house. Stomping around. What's up? It's Gail's. This right house. I don't give a fuck. I'm coming in. Head butting the bedroom door down. Like, boom. What's up? It's Gail. Face down, ass up. The both of you is bad. I invented rugby. Did you tell you that? The poor guy can't even count to three anymore. He's like, one, two, seven, fuck, man. I gotta stop using Gail's real name. I do, I do, I do. I do. She's so blunt load though, like, you know, like I told her that my uncle was special needs and she, she just cuts right through it. She goes, legally. <laughs> Like that would even be like someone would be illegally, like <laughs> legally, legally special needs. I'm like, yeah, he's he's legally special needs. I've, ne I, I've never seen him get nervous when the cops are around. Like, you know, he's, he's legit. But she planted the seeds. So then I asked my mom, I'm like, when did we know he was legally special needs? She goes, well, he, he passed the test in the second grade. I couldn't help myself. I was like, mom, he didn't pass the test. He failed the test. No one takes a test, gets diagnosed as legally special needs, and then it's like, man, I fucking passed that test. I am good. Could you imagine bringing your child in to see if they are legally special needs, though? Like, it's gotten to that point where you're like, oh, I know what's going on with my little brain baby. You bring them in, you get them tested, and then they're not. Oof. Your kid is gonna be pissed at you. It's gonna be pissed. Plus, you gotta deal with the doctor coming out like good news and bad news, good news, your child's not legally special needs, but I see why you brought him in here, yeah. 
He was off by one question, so good luck. Your dad, again, with the nodding, right at that. Yeah, just right at that moment. Just, wow. Where are you from? Arkansas. Wow, good for you. This is an accomplishment for you to be here right now. Where in Arkansas? Little Rock. Cool. Okay, that place is a little awesome, but yeah. Good for you. Nice. What are you doing? Do you want to be in our boy band? I just, yeah, absolutely. Great. Cool. So now we need two more people. What, which boy band member are you? Um, I'm probably just doing the lights. <laughs> <laughs> You've been in L.A. too long. You're like, I'm not on camera, actually. I'm just, yeah. Go for the gold, man. <laughs> so are you more in sync fan or Backstreet fan? Um, in sync. Yeah. And you? Ooh. Backstreet, dude. Oh. Backstreet. I'm in sync. <sighs> mm. I'm so on Backstreet all day. People get so into that. You know, the only thing that'll bring an in sync lover and a Backstreet lover together is if someone else pops up and goes, "I like 98 degrees." Well, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Because because friendship is formed out of hate for something that's not you, which is not good. But it brings us together. We go, we're not, we don't fucking, 98 degrees, get the fuck out of here. It's kind of what the country needs right now. We need to find someone that Nancy Pelosi and Donald Trump hate more than each other. And I nominate Joey Fatone. That's who I nominate, you know? <laughs> fuck! <laughs> I suck at life and I'm partially retarded. <laughs> That's also my Tinder uh, profile. Um, all right, great. Are you guys ready for your next comic? Woo! Awesome. She's very, very funny. Please clap it up for the hilarious Courtney Carwall. Here she is. Keep going for Courtney. You guys also like rap? Oh, all right. Nice. I love rap, but I like fuck up with it. Like, I, I love the rapper DMX. I guess I don't need to say the rapper. No one's like, who, the senator from South Carolina? But I love DMX. But I was talking to someone the other day who didn't know who he was. So I made a big mistake and did a DMX impression to jog his memory. Don't do that. He's not that dude. You're not going to look good. I was like, you know DMX. Oh, oh, oh. He's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. But glad I put myself out there. All right, are you guys ready for your next comic? Yay! I know this guy from New York. He's absolutely amazing. He's so funny. He's such a good writer. He's such a good performer. He's incredible. Incredible. Please clap it up for one of my personal favorites, Shang Wang. Here he is. Keep going for Shang Wang. Are a lot of you guys regulars for the show? Woo. Yeah. Nice, awesome. This is just right there. That's great. Appreciate it. This is your first time? No. Have you seen me before? Yeah, I've heard Fuck. the podcast actually. Oh, good. In a good way. Sometimes comedians repeat themselves. Yeah, I've heard that. Not me, but you know other ones. <laughs> so I always wonder. You know, comedy's hard. And the main thing with comedy is, once you get into comedy, you also have to branch out into acting, and acting's tough. I'm not a good actor. I went on, a, I went on an audition the other day, and they are like, Emma, pretend you're watching your best friend get murdered. I was like, ah, no, let her go, ah. Just feel yourself failing. Real-time failure, like, nah. One acting thing I did that got me a lot of exposure a while ago, I, I was randomly in a commercial for a stove years ago. In New York, it was like, I had this one line that said, uh, hey, you can do better. Tiny stove commercial, right? They ended up playing it on every taxi cab in New York City for two months during the summer. So all of a sudden, I had people start going to me, hey, you, you! And I was like, I'm a comedian. And they're like, how's your stove? I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Better than my career, I guess. God damn it. It's tough. One of the toughest things about New York was like figuring out 
you know, roommate situations, that's hard. I remember looking for a roommate online and every roommate wanted website had a disclaimer that said, if you post anything racist, sexist, classist, or homophobic your roommate wanted at is taken down. I was like, man. So I could meet the person who wants to be like, I don't want to live with any blacks, gays, Mexicans, or Jews. Oh, I can't say this on here? All right, I'll just tell them when they get here. Like, <laughs> no, you're exactly who I'm trying to avoid. I don't want to know. Let them put a little like swastika on the subject line, you know? <laughs> and no, I'm not Jewish, but someone's not gonna hate Jewish people and be like, but I fucking love the gays. <laughs> Woo! Just let me know. I went on a date through Craigslist. Anyone done that? I did it. It's very embarrassing. I went on a date. I responded to an ad that said, I'm a supermodel and I can't find anyone to respect me because of how I look. So I said, hey, look, I'll fucking respect you. And she said, great, meet me at a 7-Eleven in Queens. So I said, you got it. And my friend said, you're an idiot. I was like, you don't understand. She's a supermodel, so she has to get out of Manhattan because people will recognize her. They were like, you're gonna get your head chopped off. I'm like, all right. So I go to the 7-Eleven in Queens. Supermodel is about an hour late. I'm standing there and I hear her go, hey, Emma. I'm like, fuck. And it wasn't Gail, but she's like, hey, Emma. I look like this because, and I was like, oh, you look like this because I met you on Craigslist. She's like, I couldn't like judge her though because I lied about me. I said I was a tall black man, so I'm like, right. I'm Leroy, how you doing? But we go on the state and I'll never forget it because she was like, all right, if anybody like asks us how we met, don't tell them it was Craigslist, make something up. And I was like, don't worry about it, no one's gonna talk to us. <laughs> no one's walking in the bar like, that's the fun couple, how you guys doing? No, no, they're not gonna be like, hey, what's up with Justin Bieber and the thing? What's going on? Like, no, no, no. Unless they're casting for what the fuck? We're good. We are good. Isn't it funny when there's like posts that are flagged as inappropriate on Craigslist though? Inappropriate for Craigslist? <laughs> Have you ever been on Craigslist? It's like submissive man, boy, cease role playing little person to meet me at the Put Your Hands Together show, Brooklyn Holler back all day. <laughs> that post is on there in the housing section. The next one, boom, inappropriate. You're like, what the fuck was that post? Also, who's flagging or who's going through like Craig would not approve? Inappropriate, inappropriate. <laughs> this is too much. Was that a comic? Get out of here. Are you guys ready for your final comic? Woo! Yay. <laughs> this guy is so funny. I think he's such a brilliant writer. Uh, he's incredible. His album that he did, I think it was like two years ago. I have a show on SiriusXM where I get a feature albums and his album was the one we used for the first like test show to like bring it together and be like, this is the kind of albums that we would highlight. So... I think he's fucking awesome. He's very, very funny. I hope I didn't put too much pressure on the situation, but please clap it up for the very funny Hampton Yant. Here he is. Oh, no! Oh, God! Too much pressure, guys. Yeah, you all should be listening to my comedy album. What the fuck? It wasn't enough of you. It's really good. It's under catwilliams.com. <laughs> I agree with you. There also should be more people here. <laughs> I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> I would also feel more safe if there were a full crowd. Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck it. Let's gun and run. Come on. <laughs> I don't know how to write good jokes anymore. I've really realized that. Like, I don't have any smart takes, any hot takes on, like, political things. Like, I, I really wish I did. Like, I just, I'm like, Trump's evil. Like, that's, <laughs> that's as much as I can muster. Like, I think of dumb things, honestly. Like, every time I see something very serious, I, like, I always think of a dumb thought. Like, every, <laughs> I just think this would be really funny if, like, you just, like, went to the mall 
and like waited for them to be like taking down a mannequin and just be like, no, you do not. That is history. Do not take her down. She fought in the Forever 21 war. You do not disgrace my heritage. She had Victoria's Secrets that she sold to the United States government. Best joke of the night? I don't know. I just showed up. What uh, What do you guys think? Good, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck it. Oh, fuck it. It is funny, like, uh, doing comedy now, like, a lot of people just assume things about doing stand-up. They're like, oh, you, you do stand-up? Uh, you must hate all this PC garbage. <laughs> like, they always just assume, you know, like, oh, you're a stand-up. You must hate all this PC bullshit. It's like, I just love the assumption. Oh, you're a comedian. You must bathe in your own semen. <laughs> Sleep in a bird's nest made of child pornography. You're a comic. You must have no soul. You must hate people. <laughs> and the funny thing with like the whole like you know PC thing is like basically like you know the whole idea is freedom of speech, right? It's like you get to say whatever you want, but then people get to be mad at you if you say the thing. Like I never understand this thing. You're like, why do people get mad at me when I say the offensive things? I I thought you all. <laughs> We're living in a video game I created, <laughs> and you're all my children, and you can't talk back to me. What the fuck? <laughs> and they're always like so outraged. It's like you can't say anything, man. It's like you can't say anything. It's like you try and say something, and the liberal agenda just forces the words back down your throat. It's like you can't even scream the N-word at a black family moving in to the neighborhood without the PC liberal Gestapo coming to your house, taking your children away to PC Auschwitz. It's not right. It's like, don't you understand? Like, things just change over time. Like, that's just always the way it is. Like, expressions, phrases, things change. You know? Like, you can't be like, well, before 9-11, you could fly a plane into a building. And people got the joke. They weren't, oh, I'm going to get you fired on Twitter. Which <laughs> I think is mean. All right, one guy loves me. <laughs> the rest of this front row. <laughs> All right, I had a drink before the show. I'm not proud of me stumbling just then. <laughs> I wish I was a more high-energy comic. I am pretty. I, Brian laughs. Fuck you, man. Have you ever seen a real high-energy comic? Fuck. They're just like, y'all be fucking eating pussy! Like, just like, I want to see a high-energy comic who's just like never had sex before. <laughs> Clearly. Who's like, y'all be having sex She had a big old butt. Look at that cavernous system of butts. That's going on the pod. It's <laughs> going on the pod, guys. Uh, all right, I had the dumbest joke idea, and this is the room I really want to test it out at. <laughs> Like, okay, women, like, uh, who here likes catcalling? <laughs> who hates it? Everyone has agreed, right? It's bad, right? I think the one, like, way it could be funny is if, like, a dude, like, catcalled a woman but, like, saved her life at the same time. He's like, hey, nice tits, there's a car coming! <laughs> oh, my God, we almost lost those tits! Oh. Those tits almost died. Oh, my God. <laughs> Woo, it killed at the laugh factory. No, just a second. At the, at the laughter store. The comedy factory. <laughs> All right, you guys don't enjoy comedy as much as I do. 
<laughs> you like it some. <laughs> do you guys, who do you think has a harder puberty, boys or girls? I've been thinking about this a lot. Like, who do you, who, like, really? Like, uh, any guesses? None? Okay. <laughs> Girls, okay, yes, for sure. I actually agree, like, 100% in physical, like, a physical puberty of a girl, a woman, is, like, so much more intense than a guy's physical puberty. Like, a woman's physical puberty is, like, she's bleeding, she's growing hair, like, chest is expanding. It's, it's like you're becoming a werewolf. Like, it's like, I'm becoming a woman! You're just stretching out. The creature's effects are being applied to your face. And like a boy's physical puberty, it's not like a horror movie, it's more like a goofy summer comedy. <laughs> Where at any point the boy could look down and just be like, I got a boner, but I'm in the swimming pool. <laughs> no! This summer, Adam Sandler <laughs> is a child's erection. <laughs> How did I get here? It's just his face on a child's penis. It's an illegal movie. <laughs> But Netflix does it anyway. <laughs> Netflix makes job porn. <laughs> All right, that's been enough. You guys have been very fun, very fun. And just have, have more fun. Have more fun tonight. Bye. Thank you. Keep going for Hampton. All right. You guys were great. Did you have a nice night? Thank you guys so much for being here. So for the next two weeks, Cameron and Rhea will not be here. They're on tour, but of course you can follow them on Instagram. If you want to stay in touch with me, I'm on Instagram as well. Yeah, that's about it. Thank you very much. Have a good night and good life. Put Thank you. your hands together. Put 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 your hands together. Get ready to laugh. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap. Your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh. Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.